So a Real Housewives of Orange County star, Noella Bergener, claims she and her son are now squatting in their 10,000 square foot mansion after her estranged husband cut off all her credit cards. So I thought this would be a pretty interesting thing to kind of go over because there's probably so many different turns in this kind of story. But also, side note, any like house that's like 10,000 square feet plus is considered a mansion. So the reality star claimed in December that her husband and partner of six years, James Bergener, Bergener, abandoned her and their two-year-old autistic son earlier in the year and on Tuesday told U.S. Weekly she still does not have access to her finances. So I have access to one singular credit card, the 36-year-old claimed. It's a number that's through Instacart at Amazon. We're just buying everything we can through Amazon, like stocking up on a year's worth of diapers. She continued, he could shut it off at any moment, then I literally would have to look at some serious options. There's been no changes in the finances. He's not paid rent. We're currently squatting in our 10,000 square foot mansion, which is very eerie. However, James claimed to the LA on Wednesday that he has met all his legal obligations through the end of the lease. Specifically as to the mansion, this should come as no surprise to Noella as it was only leased for the filming of the RHOC and leased through November 2021, he said. The Bravo Liberty, who is currently promoting season 16 of RHOC said she and James never discussed next steps amid their messy divorce proceedings. Now, here's the thing, right? This is just never a good sign. When anything is kind of described as like a messy divorce proceeding, this probably costs a lot of money. There's probably a lot of issues involved in this, and I think probably everyone got screwed in this situation. Like, here's the thing. Like, anytime you guys want to go and get a divorce, right, which hopefully you'd never do, but if you do end up getting a divorce, make sure to try to do it as soon or, like, as quickly as possible. And what I mean by that is because if you make a divorce very lengthy and very complicated, the amount of money that you're going to have to spend in legal fees is going to be disgusting. You're probably going to end, like, like, the divorce process, the legal process for that, can literally bankrupt both the husband and wife, or like, I should say, the former husband and wife for literally everything that they have. And they could end up getting into massive amounts of debt just to try to end it when they could just be like, hey, you know, I agree to this, you agree to this, we just split it like this, and then we just leave. And that's it. Like, it's much better to, like, not make it so complicated. So on December 31st, Noelle claimed that the estranged pair had reached an agreement in mediation in September, but that James has yet to sign the papers. I hate this, she told U.S. Weekly. I've never gone my life without paying a bill, 
So to feel like I'm just constantly apologizing to our property manager, and they have been so amazing and very understanding. But I understand we have an obligation and that he's run from them is icky. Noella, who also shares a seven-year-old daughter named Coco from a previous marriage, says she's ready to provide for her family after the split. I don't want to ever be in this position ever again where I'm financially relying on any man. I learned a lot. And while she may be allegedly squatting in her mansion, she revealed this week that she's been dating someone new. It's just slow. It's very, very fresh, she said on the U.S. Weekly Getting Real with the Housewives podcast. So who knows? At the end of the day, I have an amazing friend, but right now, we're friends who kiss. She added, he is one of those that just constantly checked in on me. Like the moment James left, just like, how are you? Did you need anything? Do the kids need anything? Like one of those. So what the guy probably is, is probably a guy who's always wanted to do something and has always just basically been waiting for his moment to strike, right? Now, obviously, that's like a little bit vulgar, but the thing to really understand, right? That's very questionable that a guy would just immediately just step into someone's life immediately after like a divorce. Like that's kind of sketchy, right? So reps for Noella and James did not return page six's request for comment. Now, the thing to really understand about this situation, and you can learn a lot from this situation, right? When you get married to someone, it is a partnership, right? You need to join your finances, right? Now, there's nothing wrong with getting like a prenup if like the net worth difference between the two people are just completely massive. So what I mean by that is like, let's say that you have like a net worth of like a million dollars, but the person that you're potentially marrying has literally a negative net worth, right? Like they have like a hundred thousand dollars in student loans. It makes perfect sense and is perfectly okay to get a prenup in that scenario because the net worth difference is just too dramatic, right? But that being said, once you tie that knot, you are partners, okay? Which means you need to join the finances, and that means you need to have access to all the accounts. You need to understand everything. You need to know how much money is coming in, how much money is going out. You guys got to like work together on the same goals. Because if you don't, you're not really a partnership. You're just basically two roommates kind of just playing grab ass, right? So... It's just something that people really need to take more seriously. And I see this being way too common where either the husband or the wife end up basically doing all the finances. They have control over all the finances and the other spouse basically has no influence or like no connection with the finances, right? Like they don't have the passwords to the accounts. They just insert their card or like, you know, swipe their card or just basically have like almost like an allowance from their partner, which is really disturbing, right? Like they're not your parent, right? They're not your babysitter. They're not your caretaker. They are your partner, right? 50-50. And that's something to really understand about this situation. And another thing, you should, you should always feel like you are not reliant on another person, 
especially in a marriage, right? Because that gets into a very dark situation, like potentially that she's in, where you feel like you have really no options to you, where you might end up making very irresponsible choices or maybe potentially even risky choices just because you are basically banging your head against the wall or like you're cornered and you basically feel like you have no choices, right? Like like this type of situation, right, is like a type of situation where a single mother might end up feeling tempted to do something like OnlyFans just so that she can make some money to pay bills so that she could take care of her kids, right? Like if someone wants to go and do that and they want to like create a side business doing something like that, not out of desperation, but because they want to do that, they have a, you know, they just want to do that and potentially make a lot of money. That's one thing. But if you end up getting to a situation where you're going to be tempted to potentially do something like that because you feel like you're forced to, like you're doing something like that out of desperation, that could lead you down a pretty dark path. And that's what I always worry about when people don't have options available to them, right? And this is why like when you end up marrying someone, that's one of the biggest financial decisions that you'll ever make because they could literally make or break your financial situation, right? If you end up having a really good partner, you could end up, like exponentially increasing your net worth, what you guys do for the community, all that kind of stuff. Or if you marry the wrong person, you could end up basically losing all of your money. You could end up basically being homeless and basically just being completely screwed in every switch, every which way, right? So it's something to really think about. It's more of a bigger issue that people need to be way more aware of because... This is way too common simply because people don't treat marriage like a partnership, right? And the fact that she doesn't have access to the other accounts is sketchy as can be. But here's the thing. It all depends on what their actual agreement actually is and whether or not he actually signed it or not. But either way, if they are married, well, were married, right? Or if they're still married because if they still have technically divorced or whatever they need to have joined their finances. Like, she should have had passwords to these accounts, right? I This gets into that situation where, like, hey, where's the money going? What is the password to this account? What's the password to the Amazon account? What's the password to your stock trading account? Oh, you got crypto. What's the password to that? Because think of it in a different way, right? Let's say that she was in a happy marriage, Right? You'd want to have open access to everything. For example, if you were to pass away, you could log into these accounts and deal with the situation that's going to end up, you know, propping up, like funeral expenses, how to transfer the money from that account to your like, your own account to your kids and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's way more important that when you're like married to someone, you end up joining your finances, you end up linking your accounts so that there is no secrets and you just are basically open with one another and be like, hey, this is how much money is coming in, this is how much money coming out, basically like an open book. And not only that, it also goes further and also basically allows the two parties to not really ever feel 
potentially jealous or potentially like, oh, maybe my partner's cheating on me. Because if they have an open open finances 100%, where they're completely honest with each other, they have access to each other's accounts, and they just link it, right? Then they can see whether or not they're kind of doing something sketchy, right? And it just builds up the trust. It builds up the strength of, you know, their marriage. So it's just something to really think about. Maybe the guy is just a scumbag. I don't really know this whole situation. I don't really watch Real Housewives of Orange County. I haven't watched Real Housewives of anything in a very, very long time. Too uh, too much drama. But if you are more aware of this specific scenario, feel free to give your thoughts down below. Because I'm not too familiar with this situation. But I thought there would be like pretty interesting commentary to be made because this deals with divorce, this deals with credit cards, this deals with so many different things. And also, I'm very worried for her in terms of the whole credit card thing because if she's not bringing in any money and she's just continuously putting more money on that credit card, that's going to get into a very dangerous situation. That could be a situation where she might end up having like $100,000 on a credit card that she's paying like 22% APR or more, like that gets into like a really disgusting scenario, and if she's not able to provide for herself, if she's not able to get money from potentially a scumbag husband, I don't know if he actually is or not, that's going to be a really big issue, right, like that's going to be a very, very big issue, so you got to be very careful when you end up purchasing things on a credit card, and you're not bringing in any money in, that gets into very, very, deep waters that you might not be able to swim out of. If you want to learn how to get out of debt, 40 com, down in the description below, and I hope you end up doing well. Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, Go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.